0: Hello and welcome to the Helping Organizations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organizations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the, the great pleasure of uh, Andrew, Andrew Deutsch. Uh, well done, welcome, Andrew.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now, it's good to have you on the show. I'm just gonna tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, I'm not sure we'll get to know you as we go on the conversation as well. Um, you're a global marketing and sales executive converting every touch into an advocate for your brand, which we're gonna come onto later on. Um, you're the CEO of Fangle Technology, uh, which is a company, a unique marketing and sales consulting organization, creating sales and marketing platforms that accelerate entry into global markets for small to medium-sized uh, manufacturers. And you're also a podcast host for Fanglecast. I got that right, didn't I? Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. You have to be careful with that one. Um, so uh, just before we start, I want to get to know you a little bit more. So uh, what do you love about uh, what you do?
1: Who who said I love what I do? I'm kidding.
0: Well, you're always smiling, Andrew. So (laughs) I see you. You're always very happy about something.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I love what I do because every day it's something a little bit different. And I get to really dig into the creative side and learn as I go and get to work with great people.
0: Brilliant. And you've always done this of what you're doing now in terms of your business. In one
1: form or another, yeah. Yeah. For more years than I care to count these days. Excellent stuff.
0: Um, and, and as we went back to your your title of your, uh, I just heard at the start about being an advocate for your brand. Today, we're talking about advocates within our business and sometimes externally, but I want us just to touch more on the whole internal advocates and sure or brand advocates, company advocates, how you want to term it. And before we go there, because I think it's good to get some clarity of what we mean uh, by an advocate and, and how does that sort of then play out. So from your perspective, how would you sort of define a sort of brand advocate for a company or internal, I should say?
1: Yeah, well, a brand advocate is someone whether they and, – and we make it clear, we're not talking about every customer becoming an advocate for your brand. That, that we assume – is going to happen because we do great business as our clients do great business but it's everything to a specific brand so so even if they can't do business with you they would certainly encourage others to do that so when the name comes up it's a positive thought they they think of it in a productive way in a way that benefits your company as opposed to a negative advocacy which means these guys have done things they're horrible they're they're whatever whatever it is keeps me from wanting to do business
0: So, about sort of creating a i guess a positive a view on a company through people isn't it and that's that's ultimately what we're doing here and obviously employees are massive or should be advocates mm-hmm. of the company they work for mm-hmm. um so how can we and obviously you know they're seeing it day in day out and obviously that can go really well and that can go not so well so how do we create employees uh, to become advocates for our business uh, what are the sort of things we, we need to think about and also potentially what may be the sort of watch outs as we go along that journey
1: you know, part part of it goes down to the old the old story of you you want employees who feel like they're part of the success of the company that when when the company is successful it's because they're successful and they 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 recognize what's in it for them so when when companies reward their employees by by making sure that, that they really, uh, what's the best word I'm looking for that when, when an employee shows up at work in the morning, they know why they're there. They're proud that they're there when they're out in public and they see the product. If it's something that's this public publicly shown or, or the industrial, um, a good example of a brand advocate. I was on a plane once and the guy sitting next to me smiled and, and said, just so that, you know, I made the connectors that hold the landing gear to this plane together. And I said, and, and, and if the, something goes wrong with those, they won't, I wouldn't be on this plane. If I wasn't proud of what I did, he's an internal brand advocate for the company that made the connectors for the landing gear of the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, So when, you know, when, when you have employees that will, they used to, when I lived in Brazil, they would always say um, how to translate the, the, the people who would wear the company shirt when they're not at work. Those are the brand advocates for the company. There, there's such a sense of self in everything that the company does because they they participate in the successes of the company and they're part of that success and they and they know that the company appreciates that.
0: And, and is there a link between advocacy and company or employee engagement?
1: Ab- absolutely. If if you've got folks who show up to work, they don't. And and I can give you some examples of it after I make the statement, but. They, they don't even know what the product does. They don't know where it goes. They don't know what, what the end result of their work is. Um, they're making a connector every day. They're in, they're in the plant. They're making it every day, every day. And they have no idea where it goes, what it's used for. Now, if you're making a connector that then becomes part of the landing gear of airplanes and you tell your employees, you realize that millions of people are safe today because you took the time to make that right and you followed all the procedures and, and we, we were 100% within spec. Then all of a sudden they have a connection to it. So, so having purpose in what you're doing every day at work really matters. Even let's take it, take it to the guy who cleans the office. Um, should know that by them taking great pride in cleaning the office and making that office a wonderful, comfortable place, the employees are happy. And when visitors come and they're so impressed by the cleanliness of the office that they want to do business with them, they're securing their job and they're making they're making the business a better place. All of those things matter.
0: So what we're talking here, advocacy starts way before that. It starts in the sense of, I guess, not just casting the vision of the company, but creating that sense of purpose for the individual isn't it so they know Mm -hmm. why they're turning up for work and the role they play is part of a a bigger picture that will have a greater impact on customers clients wherever they do
1: yeah it's like a a scene from a movie where you you go into a restaurant and the waiter comes over to read you the specials and he goes but i wouldn't need any of that stuff there's the opposite of a brand advocate don't try the soup it's instead it's i sampled it today and i'm so proud to serve it to you because it's delicious and you're going to want it now the benefit to him as the waiter is first of all if it's good the person's going to keep coming back here in the states where we have the tipping culture probably the tip's going to be better because the waiter guided him to a better experience at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and and when that person leaves the restaurant because of the internal advocate who was promoting the soup instead of saying don't drink don't eat that you now have a customer who can become an advocate for that restaurant who goes mm-hmm. home and says, Hey, we got to go back to that restaurant and let's tell everybody what a great experience it was.
0: Yeah. No. And it's interesting. The, the whole restaurant piece, because I know when like restaurants create new menus, uh, what good restaurants do, then all the staff try all the different, mm-hmm. you know, dishes to ensure a, they know what, what's in it, what it tastes like. And so they can talk with confidence and that's, that's part of not just the engagement piece, that's the advocacy side of things, where they really do know how it really works. So how do we translate that into other organizations? How do we get to a place where we've got our employees really engaged, known about our purpose, and they really become advocates? They, just like that guy on the airplane, talks about proudly about the connectors that he yep. was making for this plane that you're flying
1: Yeah. Let me, as I, as I respond to that, just an opposite stories. I was just took my first long business trip since COVID. I was, I was an eight hour drive away and had to stop for breakfast at a restaurant. And I was sitting at the counter eating breakfast and the, the chef from the, the, the the chef, the, the cook from the restaurant, went to the cash register and was paying something. And I said, well, what are you paying for? And he goes, Oh, they only give us half off on our meals here. This, you work for a restaurant and you don't get a meal. Nah, they're too damn cheap. There is the opposite of what we were just yeah. talking about. He he. then made me wonder, why well, Why am I going to frequent a restaurant that doesn't treat their employees who are cooking our food every day to, to give them something to eat? So, you know, it, it, it really does matter. So going back to that engagement that, that you were asking about, most people would say, well, it starts with paying them well, which, of course, is a factor. But how, how well are you training your people so they're confident in their job? How often are you engaging with employees in the improvements of the company? So if you're, if you're gonna do uh, an improvement to one of your products, do you only put your engineers and designers at the table? Or do you bring other people from other areas of the business that might have ideas that can help and get them engaged and involved in what mm. the company's doing? In um, a lot of companies that have implemented like lean manufacturing standards, you're, you're going to do an improvement uh, in the manufacturing line for a certain stage. You might have someone from the HR department. You might have somebody from accounting sitting in the room to help find the solution to the problem that you brought people to the table that mm. don't know the problem. So you get fresh eyes. But the other reason you do it is so that they recognize what other people in the building and feel part of that community that is your business mm.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've been involved in organisations where we've launched new products, and we get <clears throat> not just the, the, the sort of brand marketers involved or the N, NPD people, mm-hmm. but actually from we get almost a project team from around the business. Yeah. And it, it's elements of a people knowing what other people do, but also people creating ideas, but it also fundamentally creates this bigger engagement yeah. piece and knowledge as well. And, that, and that's really important, isn't it? Knowledge of you know the fact that I'm making a connector. What does that do? Is it mm-hmm. part of a piece of a jigsaw? Perhaps the company does all what it sells it onto. And I think yeah. that's really important, isn't it, to try and communicate
1: yeah. that? I've even I've even seen it where companies have taken uh, a key supplier in on those types of meetings, not just because they want better understanding of the use of materials, but to so that the supplier becomes an advocate for them also. So that hey, they involve us in the process. We have a, a seat at the table, we have a relationship. And also I've seen it where people have gone back to customers who have had issues and said, we, we recognize the issues that you had had and your feedback is so valuable to us. Why don't you join us at the table? We'll pay you for a day's time to to be part of our team, to help us develop the next product so that customers who we value like you become more satisfied. And I've seen that Mm -hmm. happen. And it's a powerful tool.
0: No, no, it is. And so how do we, take that sort of principle and, you know, we, we live in the social media world and people post things and people share things. And yes, they might share things on an airplane uh, less likely at the moment because not many people are flying, um, but people do share quite frequently on, on social media. So how do you take an employee and get them to a place where they start to share stuff about their company, whether that's posts that the company's sharing, but also stuff they're doing but also done in a way that won't damage the brand as well. I mean, how do we, how do we, because it can be quite risky as well, can't it?
1: (laughs) Well, it it can be if you're not doing, if you're not running your business in a way that, that, that fosters that kind of mindset. Um, But believe me, if you're not running the business, they're out there advocating against you anyhow. So, um, you know, you're, you're, if, 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 for example, in an organization, and I see it all the time, on Tuesday, we're going to be posting social media. Everyone in the building is required to share this post. Um, it's it's sort of a, an, an odd thing to do, and it may have a short-term effect. But when when people in the building want to do that because they feel like it's going to secure their job, make their work better, grow the business, possibly get bonuses, raises, all of those positive things that people can get out of the workforce, more pride in what they do, they'll mm-hmm. want to do that. So so it really what what you're asking is how do you run your business in a way that people will want to automatically? And I think the those answers are are obvious if you stop looking at your employees as an expense and start looking at them as, as a true asset to the company, mm. a true, a true part of the success and treat them that way.
0: And it's not going about it in a, a functional sort of way, is it really? It's it's again, it goes back to that inspiring people, making them feel wanted, welcome, mm-hmm. the contributes and actually, and then providing them tools and assets that to, to do whatever they need to do on social media. But mm-hmm. actually it's not about dictating to them and telling them because that doesn't really motivate yeah. anybody, does it?
1: Yeah. It goes back to dating. I mean, if you really want to be successful dating, you don't spend your time making demands and talking about yourself. You engage that person so that they want to talk and, and tell about themselves. I mean, one of the powerful things that I've seen happen, um, and really these posts aren't as much for the public as they are for the internal advocacy mm-hmm. a, a group of of people from the company graduated with a degree this year do a post about how proud you are of your employees for getting a degree mm-hmm. or you've you your your employees went out and volunteered for a charity that helped homeless people you put it out on the linkedin yeah there there's there's people out in the world that 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 may see that as a benefit and it may help breed some advocacy outside But it also says to your internal employees, I'm so proud of you for the great things that you do in the name of our company. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And that personal recognition helps build that advocacy also. And when you've got employees that are advocates uh, and people, even even subcontractors and folks that aren't actually employed by your company that are related, I use the example that the guy out cutting the grass in the parking lot that will turn off the mower and tell someone, no, no, the entrance is over there, sir, uh, is, is part of... The advocacy, as opposed to "I'm the guy cutting the grass," what do I know? Which, which, which doesn't benefit you. So when when companies are contracting outside services, they need to have the brand advocacy conversation about when your people are on our property, they have to behave in this manner, or we're not going to do business with you because we want to we want to foster that that advocacy with anyone who touches our customers, especially on our property
0: and you make a point there and that's it's all about the touch points isn't it and mm-hmm. that's that's it, it's almost having that every touch points that brand is true it's the same whole values but all that's coming through isn't it every touch yeah. points
1: well i started to get curious about this with luxury brands and and ones that people advocate for in in the commercial space or in the consumer space i should say so like if you're a nike guy or you're a gucci or whatever you you have Especially in the higher luxury brands like Gucci and, and those things, you've got thousands and thousands of people that are advocates for those brands that will never buy the product. They're just so enamored by the brand itself that they're out mm-hmm. there. Oh, it's, you know, they see someone in it and they compliment them. Uh, luxury cars and things like that. Well, in 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 the industrial space, most people don't have that mindset. But I'll give you an example. Years ago, uh, a, a great Fortune 100 company that that's well-known, 3M. I was involved in trying to get them out of the market so that we could win when I was living in Brazil selling adhesive tape against 3M. And the most common expression that we would hear when we were offering a product that we could prove had better quality in that particular, better price, better delivery, better conditions to pay, all of the things that you would think were important. And the response from the buyer was, yeah, but nobody ever got fired as a buyer for buying 3M. In other words, their brand is so strong in the industrial space that we're we're willing to not even look at alternatives because I have job security because I'm such an advocate. And, and and if 3M screws up, I can blame them and it's not my fault because you well, wow. you, you didn't you didn't take that risk that ended up causing the failure. You chose 3M. So when when you're an industrial brand where people say things like that. Um, You know, it 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 it's the absolute proof of what we're talking about brand uh, brand advocacy, true, voracious advocacy. <laughs> yeah, I know you got a better deal, but if something went wrong with you, I get fired. If I stay with them, I'm the I'm the guy. I, I keep my job.
0: And do you think 3M were intentional about that? I mean, there are obviously some companies out there who have got amazing advocacy internally, externally, and everything. And is, is it because they're intentional about how they go about it?
1: I, I can't say because I've never worked in their organization, although I, in multiple times in my life in different product segments, I've competed against them. And it's consistent enough that at some point it, it, it became the jargon of, of the buyer space, whether it was in adhesives, whether it was in tape, whether it was in coatings, um, there was always that. Uh, even in the graphics world, where selling the the stuff that they wrap vehicles with, uh, it's it's a mantra that you hear. So I can only I can only imagine that at some point, if it wasn't intentional, it stuck and became intentional.
0: Right. So and I guess we need to be intentional about this, don't we? I mean, it yeah. it starts with when you take. I mean, it's the whole process of like even before you interview somebody for your organization. That's where it starts in terms of bringing new employees in. Uh, I guess it's important at every aspect, every touch point. So when you go into organizations, you talk about this and you help small, medium sized businesses, because obviously in some ways it can be quite overwhelming thinking crumbs. I've got so many touch points. Mm-hmm. Where do they need to really focus on to enable them to be have that greatest impact to create, especially the employee engagement uh, and advocacy?
1: well, it it actually begins internally and externally at the same time. It's a balance. but as you're as you're encouraging the internal team to to think about the value of all of their employees as you're implementing new marketing and new strategies within the company, it starts to foster. And usually, you find champions within the organization who can make it happen. And there's always going to be that one guy who, no matter what, hates his job, just, you know, and, and I've heard the expression lots of times that your brand is only as good as the most disgruntled employee who happens to bump into one of your customers. Um, but the, the internal part takes time. But once, once the ball gets rolling, it's like a snowball going down a hill. It gets bigger and bigger and more and more people start to have that positive. It usually starts from the top. It starts from the leadership, from the executive team on down. That, okay. that as they start to truly show value to the show the 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 next level of that sort of org chart the value and encourage them to do the same it filters down through the whole organization Um, and when it comes to the market it has to do with really understanding who your customer is and what are their needs and desires and and what excites them and doing doing qualitative research and really understanding that we find that most new engagements that we have think that they understand their customer until after we start talking to the customer and realize that the very things that they thought that the customer holds dear are are not the things that matter to the customer.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And so, so there's a, I suppose in some ways there's a, there's a strategic piece and it's almost tactical piece, and I suppose the strategic piece is the sort of, I guess, start with the leadership, almost the overarching. We want to become more mm-hmm. um, able to get employees to be more brand advocates. What are some of the tactical things they may do to enable that internally? Uh, you alluded to something like champion beavers or you know, key champions in the business.
1: Yeah. Well, I've seen, and, and the sarcastic version of it is the CEO of the company once a month goes down, grabs a broom, and sweeps around in the factory. Is well, now I'm engaging with my people and I show them I'm at the same nonsense. How about going down to the plant and pulling people aside and saying, uh, not how are you today, but what do you think? about this what yeah. in other words you know we, we've got this process going on do you have ideas that can make this process better valuing and asking questions as as if and it is every person in the plant can be a valuable asset to the to the growth of the business and you never know i i've heard stories where we've talked about this and and the ceo or the the head of operations or whatever starts talking to an employee and discovers one of the guys on the floor uh, immigrated from an Eastern European con- country where he was a top engineer. And now he's in the plant because his language skills aren't. And they discover things about people. And mm-hmm. the only way you can do that is to truly engage, not in a, in a, you know, a fake way, but truly ask people, tell me about your background. What, what, where, where have you worked mm-hmm. before? What do you do? What are your aspirations in the company? What could we do to help you get to the next level? And, and engage people on that way. That, that how how can we benefit you as the employee? What can we do to make your life better? Um, and, and you know, you may not be able to do what they're asking, but the fact that you asked and that you engaged with those people, showing them that you do value—they're not just uh, a, a guy who can be replaced if if he's not performing. Uh, you know, starts starts to breed a, a level of respect. Um, you know, the, just the occasional—I know it sounds silly—but the occasional fist bump. And you walk through the plant and say, "It's good to see you today. You guys are doing great work," and be specific as to what that great work means. So it's not just an empty. empty I agree
0: country. with you. I think it, it, it's funny. Is it, what it boils down to all this is almost creating a great place to work, mm-hmm. a place where people enjoy turning up, and therefore they enjoy turning up and doing their job. Feel valued. Feel engaged. Yep. They feel the CEO, leadership are, are transparent. They're involved. They're connected. Mm-hmm. Then, by default, people will talk about that in the positive yeah. sense. And we we that, hear a lot that's, of that's the crux of it. That's the sort of <laughs> overarching. Is there any things that you could help employees be more intentional with their advocacy as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, if if, if
0: you're, you're a working... false force, well, I'm not talking. Oh, yeah, take this little you know leaflet or here's a little asset for you to put on social media. I'm talking as any sort of things that would help them to be more positive in that sense.
1: Yeah, it 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 really they're they're gonna want to automatically, but engage. Let them know, hey, if if you're working during the day and you've got an idea that can help, let us know. Mm-hmm. If there's a challenge that that's going on in the building, that that's you know how how can we reduce waste? How can we? You're the expert. This is your department. Um, you know, even even you know the guys that have the most what we would consider to be menial tasks have ideas and have interests and and mm-hmm. can find ways to do things better. And if you don't engage them, they're just a guy doing a menial task. As soon as as soon as they they're engaged, they become part of the business community, and and they're they're more interested in its success, and they behave that way. Yeah, absolutely. It just has to and be so, real,
0: I, and that's the key thing: it being real, not forced or false. Yeah. And, and just as we, before we finish, in terms of what would be your thoughts to companies right now in terms of creating that engagement uh, within uh, the companies as we sort of come out of lockdowns or come out of uh, being hiding away at home? Uh, what would be your thoughts on that this year?
1: Yeah, I think as people, if if they're coming back in the in the office environment, that the, they need to have a feeling of safety. Um, whether you do or don't, if you're one of the people who thinks the whole thing was a hoax, or you're a person who's terrified by, you know, to the opposite extreme reaction to, to the pandemic, um, you got to recognize that people, people are, have, have had a massive life shift one way or another, Mm. make sure that the environment is, is inviting. And before they come back, ask them, what do you expect? Do you, are you going to need something different for your workspace that'll make you feel more comfortable coming back? gather ideas, have have meetings just to talk about how life is going to be different at the office. The other is, you know, you probably are aware of issues that were going on in your office that were a problem that you intended to address. Now's the time to address them before people come back. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you make that environment more inviting than it was when they left, people are going to recognize that you value their return.
0: Absolutely. Um, no, that's good, good, good advice. And uh, just before we, we close, um, how can people get in touch with you, Andrew, and sort of connect with you?
1: Uh, just, you know, telex, fax. <laughs> send
0: you, a, send you a, a, a
1: letter in the post. Yeah, we've got a cage on the roof for the carrier pigeons that show up. <laughs> no, I, 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 they can reach me at, at our website, fangledtech.com. I'm, I'm readily available for, for connecting with folks that, that we have a reason to be connected with on, on LinkedIn. You can go on YouTube or all of those funny places where podcasts exist. If you don't want the video version, and check out the Fangled Cast. Just look up the word "Fangled Cast" as one word and and join the conversation. It's lots of places to find me.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your insights on how um, companies can get brand advocates out of their employees. And thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. If you like this episode, then please do subscribe. Do share with your friends and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com.
1: Thank you.